boombox. Greetings. We uh, have a new digital recorder for our podcasts. Well, new to us anyway. And we're just learning about it. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little accident with it yesterday. But anyway. Um, Never mind. So we've been to our call, our call, our call, spring ground. Yes, we've been trying to get to the bottom of the name and the pronunciation. Pronunciation Is it, you say Arkel and I say Arkel? So we don't I, know. I went to school in England and there's a brewery in England called, and a family actually called Arkel or Arkels. Uh, I've never <laughs> pronounced Arkells, so I'm sticking with Arkells. I don't know. I guess we. I think there's two L's at the end. So I think it, there is an Arkell Brewery. I'm going to put a link to Arkell Brewery in the description. Oh, cool. So we can you can figure it out yourselves if you're that interested. So ex- pardon us if we are mispronouncing it. We'll try and use both. <laughs> How about that? Today went to Arkell Spring Ground. We've been up there before. I've probably been three times, maybe four, and every time I go, um, I end up thinking the same thing, which is this place is just looks so innocent and <laughs> is so challenging. It's, yeah, it's it's Tricky. quite hard, but tricky. Yeah, it's technically quite difficult and. So I went on a hard tail today, having been on the full suspension the last three times, thinking I'm going to get up all those things I couldn't get up on my full suspension on my hard tail. Not the case, it was much harder on my hard tail. <laughs> well, at least you've now come to a conclusion, right? That, that it's hard. <laughs> well, that it's hard, but that full suspension is better than hard tail? For that area. For that system? Um, So if you're new to this area, you drive down the road, it looks like farmer's fields and nice little woodlands. There's rolling hills, but it doesn't look anything too serious, but it's mostly uh, black and it's mostly quite hard black and it's very rocky and when it's not rocky, it's rooty. Um, And I came to the conclusion today that if it was all downhill, like it was built on a hill, like a gravity-based trail, so downhill, you could roll over so much of the stuff, but you're going up, down, round the corner, and then up another hill, and then there's a rock step up you've got to get up, um, which means you've got no speed, so it's okay to start with, and then two and a half miles in, you're like, oh dear, not another one. And there are a couple of bits that are really flowy and they've built like a wooden banked turner with a turn with a little drop off on the end. That's excellent, but that's, you know, maybe a minute and a half of flow trail in two hours of like scrambling around up and down rocks. I've only ridden it, I've only ridden it one time with you, right? And I remember for my, um, where I'm at, my level... Um, it was very difficult. Like, I was feet down and off a lot. 
I mean, I still remember it being fun and interesting and, like, beautiful bush, but quite challenging for me and my skill level. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I think it's quite an old woodland, and there's a real mix of conifers and, you know, broadleaf trees and, um, and kind of old vegetation. Lot, a lot of rocks and weird angled rocks features built up to rocks. I do think if you got to know it really well, um, you could probably get it, you could probably enjoy it a bit more. And it's funny because I rode it and I'm like, never again. And then now I'm thinking, eh, I could go back there again and have another go at it. <laughs> I, it I, and also when I looked at my, I don't do the whole care really, I used trail forks and I used Strava to just keep a tab of where I've ridden so I can go back again. But it does come up on Strava and say, you know, whether you were slower or faster than last time. And I was actually faster than last time. But it felt slower, so I don't know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, I did have a little interesting feature as well on one of my flowy parts. I was, you know, thinking I look cool by this point, having crashed into a tree earlier. And <laughs> two people kept going and didn't stop and asked me if I was all right, but that's another story. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I've got this nice flowy big banked turns and I was flying and then I came round the corner and one of the turns was full of crab apples. Rock hard, tiny, marble-like crab apples. <laughs> Like point, somebody poured out a bag of marbles for you to roll over. My like eighth <laughs> of a second computing brain just went, forget the line, and they just went through the middle of it. And it and they, none of them broke, and I'm not small. They all stayed intact, which meant it was like riding across a little bag of marbles at the bottom <laughs> of the trail, which, you know, was mind-focusing. Um... You were saying something about pedal strikes on the rocks? Yeah, you when you go there, I mean, and again, this is a bit silly maybe, but we all ride, most of us mounted bikes with rear max derailleurs. I was looking at the rocks and like every single slightly narrow part was just white with scratches where people have whacked their pedals, whacked their crank arms. I just wonder how many rear mechs have been destroyed in that place um, and some of the narrow bits are so narrow it literally pinches your tyre as you go through and you like cringe just waiting for something to make contact but I, I got off fairly lightly I think I didn't there's not I noticed there's a few scratches on my uh, rear neck that weren't there before but nothing else to worry about yeah also it's a good test of your tubeless conversion because you're compressing your tyre all the time so you'll soon see whether you did a good job of seating your tyre or not um so yeah, so the riding, I would say, tiny bit of blue, tiny bit of green, mostly black, not a place for beginners, although if you do find yourself there as a beginner, you can basically just walk the bits you can't ride. I mean, it's not Why not? I, I, mean, was, that's what I, I was today a couple of times, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that now, I don't feel like it. Um, so yeah. Um, we, I guess, talk about facilities. Um, right, no no porta potty in the little car park there, unfortunately. So there's a few pull-ins um, on the side of the road, and then there is a car park, which is for Starkey or Stark, Stark, Starkey, Starkey, Starkey Hill, Hill, which Jessica will talk about in a minute, but there are 
there's a big car park there and they've actually made a little mountain bike trail on the verge that takes you to the mountain bike trails which is helpful um, but the car park is just a car park no facilities but equally it's free so you can't yes. um, and then if you do get there and you're desperate to get to a washroom as you call them for some reason um, <laughs> there is Flow State which is a bike shop and a cafe that we'll talk about in a minute which like is five made, minutes up yeah, the road five minutes down the road, big car park according to Jessica, nice toilet facilities yeah, it's like, it is a nice large like an accessible washroom um, unlike so, what we had to do at the car park where you hold me <laughs> up with one arm while I so yeah, so that <laughs> that's that on the facilities um, had to be a little creative at times <laughs> Just going back to the riding, if you've got them, wear knee pads because those rocks are pretty unforgiving. It's not like tree roots, um, or even trees. I mean, trees are hard, but rocks are even harder. So, just as a side thought, uh, anything else I've missed on our um, little set? Of oh, things you that we cover normally. Yes, actually, you were telling me about the uh, the length or distance of the trails, which I was a bit surprised about. Yeah, it's about five miles if yes. you follow the uh, the loop that's signposted by the local mountain bike club, which covers pretty much all of the black trails, including one called Inner Sanctum. Called what? Inner Sanctum. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was um, bigger or longer, but maybe that's just because I had to get off and walk so many times last time. Yeah, I went with a friend who sort of I thought I'd ridden more than they had, and it took three hours to do it, him and I, because yeah. like, of walk, because even, because when you bail and you walk, you're walking up, you know, like a rock face, so, um, it's not a quick, it's not a quick five miles, you know, it's a long, it's a long five miles. Um, yeah, that makes sense, and like, I, I was what I can remember. Yeah, and I was just looking at other people's Strava times as well, like some of the people that ride it all the time, and yeah they're significantly quick but they're not lightning fast like it you can only do it at a certain pace i think you know right uh anyway anything else on the trails uh i don't think so i mean you said it was a mix of rocks and roots and marbles of crab apples yeah but very little <laughs> look out for the crab apples <laughs> You think there's no elevation, there is very little elevation, but the elevation that's in there they've used used quite well, I think. Got you. And one thing, no hikers. I didn't see anybody walking. Well I guess um, maybe they're actually over on the other side where I was. I think that's the that's Which the makes plan. sense. So So yeah, so Jessica went on her own adventure yesterday. I did, I did. Starkey Hill. Um and so yeah, I set off with my little backpack of, um, I guess, just a couple of bags and a knife and my mushroom book, and um, on the hunt, and I saw definitely some interesting and edible plants on the way in, um, some buckthorn berries, I think, uh, but anyways, I was, I was really on the hunt for mushrooms, yeah, and... I 
what did I do? I did not go on, I started off on the side loop as opposed to the main trail. And guys, I'm getting better at getting going up and down and even off the path. But I didn't see a whole lot of mushrooms, unfortunately. There was, I got fooled by a nice big huge cluster of black-footed polypores. Which I also found on my side of the woods. Yeah, beauties, really cool, but I mean inedible and just super tough and leathery. Well, they um, smell good. They smell delightful. And, oh, then I got fooled again. I spotted something off in the distance down a hill that was fairly treacherous and I thought this is chicken of the woods it had that yellowy orange color and I even used the mountain biking move where I stopped and I picked my line for my my crutching through sinking mushy ground and branches and grass attacking my sticks and getting wrapped around so um, that was actually helpful and uh, as I got closer and closer and closer and all the way to them no they were not chicken of the woods so anyways I did have one success though on my way back as I was already late um, as we had somewhere to be afterwards I spotted something at, again, the bottom of another big hill, and I said, I don't even care if I'm going to be late. I'm going to get these babies. So down I went, and boom, milky caps, success. However, <laughs> um, I, I kind of, I thought that they were the orange the orangish milky caps which we have collected and and eaten before but I did notice that the um, the milk that or latex that they kind of bleed was a lot more yellowish anyways they were um, prime and young and beautiful so I did collect quite a few but um, upon further investigation, when we got home, they did in fact turn out to be the yellow staining milk caps, which are toxic and inedible. Um, yeah, and we, I mean, you did the spore prints of three, three of three different mushrooms to make sure that from the same collection, but just to make sure that the information was correct. Yes, and they were in fact like dead white spore print, which all signs point to, all indicators point to yellow staining milk cap, unfortunately. So that is, uh, I hope, you know, maybe useful information to some folks out there that this is what not to pick or consume because. Yeah, I think there was some fairly unpleasant um, side effects from consuming those suckers. Oh well, yeah, the list is endless, basically. Uh, yeah, maybe nothing. not like deathly, but some unpleasant... Um, yeah, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach cramps, uh, nausea, like, you know, it, it goes on a bit, the number of things that are going to happen to you should you eat them. Um, yeah. You do find when you look into some species of mushroom and when that happens we'll bring it up but you, 
do find that sometimes it will say, you know, formally this was thought edible, but recent research has shown. So I'm not saying eat anything at all unless you're 100%, but what I am saying is, is that, you know, it does seem to me that opinions change of what's edible and not edible over the You know what was strange, though, is that we could not, we did, could not and did not find the yellow staining milk cap in any of our books, in any of our field guides, not even the Latin name um, for it, which I won't even try to pronounce. No, it was a little bit bizarre, and we are of the opinion if we don't know what something is, then we just treat it as it's not edible, because that's the safest way forward, really. Or not even that we've decided it's not edible, but we do not eat it. Yeah. Always err on the side of caution. If you're not certain, just maybe don't eat it. Or if you're really feeling adventurous, I would recommend eating a very small amount of it. Instead of chowing down. Yeah, don't make a mushroom risotto with something that might be dodgy. The other thing is, is generally, and it wasn't the case with this one, but generally the spore print is the fail-safe for me. That's the yeah. that's the one that normally you know, seals the deal. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. do you want to talk about where you are with your leg, just based on the fact that you were getting into the bush this week and a week ago you were not able to? Yes, I will, but I did also just want to mention that it wasn't a total bust. I did collect some pineapple weed. You did? Which, who knows what I will get up to with that. What? Does it taste of pineapples? Um, yeah, I would say it's kind of like a cross between, like, chamomile tea with a twist of pineapple. Yeah. They smell very pineapple-y and almost citrusy kind of. No, sweet and pineapple-y. And they look cool. They do. They're quite easy to identify, and you find them everywhere, even in parks. Totally. That's some urban city foraging for you right there. There you go. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you were asking about update on foot. Yeah. Um, Yes, so I have... I'm a week and a half, or just over a week, into some weight-bearing now, and it has been game-changing, life-changing, um, particularly for my little escapades in the bush here, because, um, I'm not just carrying all my weight on my arms, I could probably go, like, triple the distance and duration, um, as well as, you know, not having to entertain or lug the chair around, um, you know, which was, I could really only do flat ground with that thing. I mean, now I, as I was mentioning on, I took this lookout trail today and it was pretty, Yeah, I rode it actually afterwards, I'm not supposed to, but I was looking for you and it was like, well, did you really come up here? I did, for for truth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so not only can I like go up and down some pretty good size dodgy things even terrain like the rocks and everything as long as I'm kind of careful and looking uh I get I was also you know I can go off the path now too into the bush I can kind of go with one crutch so it's really opened up some possibilities for me and uh some new freedoms in fact even when I was picking those um milk caps 
ditched both crutches and I could kind of hobble a little bit. I mean, it's a big deal to have not one but two free hands. Yeah. I haven't had that for a long time. Um, so that's been fantastic. Um, I'm going to be shifting to 75% weight, uh, I think, come tomorrow. Uh, right now I'm at 50%. And I also got to remove another wedge yesterday, so I'm down to three. I'm going to take another one out later this week, so I'll be down to two. And, uh, yeah, yes, yesterday when I took a wedge out, that was the first time that it it felt actually a little bit scary and uncomfortable. Like I could feel, I could feel a stretch in my Achilles tendon there, but it only lasted for about a half an hour and then it feels normal and comfortable again. Yeah. You seem to get on with it quite quickly through the day. Yeah. And I've got a new exercise too, that I get to actually activate my, uh, and wake up my calf muscle, which is pretty dead and dying. Which seemed quite difficult earlier to watch. It, it is. Um, it quite is. I'm just uh, raising my heel and then holding it. And then, but rather than just my, um, my calf muscles just want to kind of give out and conk out and drop my heel, I'm trying to lower my heel slowly and it's harder than it may seem. And I'm going to introduce a weight, just a little bit of a, a weight on that maybe tomorrow. Try that move. So yeah, getting to do a few new things and uh, there is hope, but yeah, you know, I had, when I was romping around in the bush today, I thought, okay, it's very unlikely that I am going to be in the bush on a bike this fall, but hey, if I can go a little further and get in there a little further um, and look for, hunt for mushrooms... I'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, who knows, but I think once you're um, out of the boot and, you know, lower risk, then I think riding some of the flat green trails will probably be, you know, possibly be okay. And I think we'll see. Maybe you'll get on the fat bike at least a little bit if we can. I'm trying to just not have any expectation for that. And we'll get there when we get there, like knows but yeah we all uh I think we've all heard of me and my uh booby traps of expectations not once but twice now I've crushed myself with those and I probably will again so on a slightly different note we then went to flow state so yeah we had a little social afterwards so flow state is a cafe 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 bar bike shop um, we've kind of been in a few times. We were there right at the very start before they even were properly running when the ice cream freezer was uh, not quite up to scratch. Um, Their soft opening, maybe? Yeah. But we've kind of seen it over the last year or so grow and get more stuff and get the bikes in there. And, and yeah, I... Uh, it's a great little hub. It's got a nice um, patio and nice environment inside. Um, like the bike mechanicing stuff you can kind of see from the cafe. 
they got, I don't know, 20 bikes in there for sale. Santa Cruz dealer, yeah, I think. a little bit of swag and um, attire as well. Some of their own kit and everything. Um, what was that, how you call it? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I wish them all the best, actually. Like, they're all super friendly. Super. Um, you had a three-stack ice cream. Not thing. even on the menu. <laughs> Um, but the guy was willing to make it for me and he did a great job. We had a couple of coffees, they had yeah. a power cut, they were like, don't need to leave, the water's had to gone off because the power controls the uh, the well, but they're like, stay as long as you want. Um, it, it was very positive and we met your sister, who's also a mountain biker. Yes, sister Rachel and niece Celeste, who's also a mountain biker. True. Um, yeah, we had a lovely little hangout and catch up and chit chat with them on the patio. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, and your sister rides at Sault Ste. Marie a lot, so there's new trails coming soon on that Yeah, one. coming soon. So anything else we need to add? Uh, I don't, I can't think of anything else. Well. It's, it was kind of just a perfect day. It was a long day by the time we finished. It was, but the time just flew by. I mean, gosh. Nine hours, just like that. Went like that. So nothing else to say apart from... Get lost. 